When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Understanding investing can be a seriously daunting task, especially for folks that may be inexperienced or without a lot of cash to invest. The stock market, securities lending, crypto, rebates, maybe you've got a bit of knowledge in these fields and what these terms entail, but if you don't, then you might be scared to even get started. Then there's also FOMO or the fear of missing out. If you do nothing, what if you're missing your big break? People have made millions in Bitcoin before. What if that could be you? If only you knew what you were doing. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon, and wait, what time is it exactly? We make short-term investments, long-term investments. We diversify our interests. This is where Robinhood was designed to step in. They're the Facebook of investing, according to AOC. Or as one investment blog put it, Robinhood joined forces with FOMO and YOLO, you only live once because their platform is simple, accessible, and with low trading costs, the everyday investor can feel confident that even if they make a bad decision or two, it's not as if they'll go bankrupt for it. You can trade stocks, option contracts, EFTs, and cryptocurrency for free. So again, it sure seems like there's a lot less to lose. As their namesake implies, making stocks accessible to everyone is what their app is designed to do. Their founders created Robinhood after graduating Stanford, and the pair realized that big Wall Street firms pay effectively nothing to trade stocks. At the same time, everyday Americans are often charged commissions. Robinhood is, as the website puts it, a company that leverages technology to encourage everyone to participate in our financial system. Robinhood isn't literally taking from the rich and giving to the poor, but they're recreating the same opportunities for investment the rich have and making them accessible to all. Well, that's what they're claiming to do. But if that were true, then they wouldn't exactly be here, reporting billions of losses and dealing with lawsuits, trading restrictions, and regulatory scrutiny. As you probably remember, they had a massive fall from grace in 2021 after restricting trading in GameStop, the mother of all meme stocks. And speaking of meme stocks, I can't help but every time I see meme stock, I just wanna say meme stonks. So I apologize if that slips out at any point during today's episode, it was not intentional. Philip DeFranco used to even be sponsored by Robinhood, but he was so outraged by their decision that he openly condemned them and has been advocating for one of their competitors public ever since. So what was so bad about this choice? Why did Robinhood restrict this trade? And why does any of this matter? So as I said earlier, size of the order is only one factor. You are doing a great job of wasting my time. If you're going to filibuster, you should run for the Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're gonna be talking about Robinhood. Now, before we dive right into this, I wanna take a very brief moment to explain what order flow is, as it's kind of crucial to understand the meme stock controversy that we're going to get into. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Let's say you want a really delicious chocolate chip cookie. I'm talking like the gooey kind that melts in your mouth with dark chocolate chips, warm, hot, and fresh out the oven. You hungry yet? Well, you decide to head to a nearby bakery to buy said cookie. They've got sugar cookies, oatmeal raisins, snickerdoodles, but no chocolate chip. Since you're really, really craving chocolate chip, you decide to head to a different bakery down another street. They've got the chocolate chip cookies you really want, but they're a little more expensive than you intended on paying. You end up buying them anyway since it's not that much more money and you're on your way, savoring that delicious cookie. But what you might not know is that the first bakery actually called the second while you were on your way over there and said, hey, a customer just left here with a hankering for a good chocolate chip cookie. They're probably willing to pay an extra dollar for one. And that's why your cookie cost more because the second bakery knew that chocolate chip was about to be in demand. And as a thank you to the first bakery, they sent them some money too, a kickback for their profits. Although this is an overly simplified explanation, this is basically what order flow is. When you go searching for a chocolate chip cookie on Robinhood, they tell hedge funds, hey, these cookies are about to be in demand and get these little thanks for the tip for doing so. Here's where this can go very wrong though. What if one of the hedge funds that Robinhood gets their kickbacks from actually wants chocolate chip cookies to fail? Let's say that the second bakery works with another company that really loves raisins and doesn't want chocolate chips to do well anymore. In that case, the second company could tell the first, hey, we don't like people buying up chocolate chip cookies anymore. Don't offer them to your customers anymore or limit the amount they can get. Does that seem a bit shady to you? Perhaps like a conflict of interest maybe? Well, that's what a lot of Robinhood customers thought too when they realized that this is in essence, the relationship that Robinhood has with hedge funds. They're not looking out for what the customer actually wants to buy, but what the bakery wants. It's those kickbacks that keep Robinhood's bakery afloat, making the public their product. And in the biggest controversy that Robinhood ever faced, GameStop stocks were the chocolate chip cookies. As you may have guessed, GameStop share prices were on a pretty steep downward trend from almost $50 in 2014 to only $3 in 2020. But while this might look like a sign of a soon to be defunct company, the internet wasn't about to let GameStop die or for chocolate chip cookies to go out of style. Wall Street Bets, a subreddit about stock and options trading, helped to push GameStop stock all the way up to $20 by the end of 2020. But some of those bakeries, the hedge funds, knew that this popularity wasn't really going to last, so they shorted it, essentially betting that the price would fall. The cookie metaphor only goes so far here, but short sellers borrow securities, sell them at a higher price with the intent on buying them back later once the price goes down, hence why they're betting that the price will fall. Well, Wall Street Bets saw this and decided that they were going to mess with these hedge funds and drive the stock up as high as possible, inflicting giant losses. GameStop's price rose all the way from $40 come January 20th. By the 25th, it was $76. And just three days later, it had climbed to $483. This was huge and especially damaging for those that bet the company stock would go down. Hedge funds lost almost $20 billion. And while there were other meme stocks out there, this was certainly the biggest. Robinhood, the platform that so many people were using to make this short squeeze happen, announced that they were just going to limit their users from buying GameStop shares, as well as AMC and Nokia. CEO and co-founder Vlad Teneev said that they had no choice and that they had to conform to regulatory capital requirements. 
Later that afternoon, they did allow limited buys, but that didn't stop the outrage from pouring in. Hedge funds were perfectly capable of getting their hands on whatever stocks they wanted, but the public, the people that Robinhood claimed that they stood for, they couldn't. It felt hypocritical, wrong, and that they felt they could literally remove a rising stock from their platform felt disingenuous. If a bakery wants to stop selling chocolate chip cookies, they have every right to do so, which again, is why this cookie metaphor only goes so far. But if you had a right to cookies to invest in the open market and the same bakery you knew and loved was only giving the most popular cookies to the wealthy, you'd probably be a bit pissed too. As it turned out, people had plenty of reasons to actually be angry at Robinhood and removing GameStop was only one of them. The relationships that Robinhood fostered had been sketchy to put it mildly. Let me try to break it down a little bit. A hedge fund known as Melvin was going to make a lot of money from GameStop stock going down. When Wall Street bets began their short squeeze and Melvin was hemorrhaging money, a company called Citadel LLC, a separate hedge fund, stepped in to bail them out. Citadel isn't just a hedge fund though. They have another company founded by the same man, Ken Griffin, called Citadel Securities. This one, Citadel Securities, is actually Robinhood's largest market-making partner by far, the sort of second bakery that we talked about earlier. So despite it taking just a few leaps to tie Robinhood to Melvin, the connection is certainly there, and it was present enough to make a few people question the conflict of interest. However, a lawsuit accusing the two of collusion was dismissed as there simply wasn't enough evidence to prove this somehow. Still, internet rumors persisted, and those that were particularly upset with Robinhood didn't find it hard to believe that something shady had happened behind the scenes, especially when you consider who runs Citadel to begin with. Back in 2009, Ken Griffin lost about $8 billion of his client's money and boiled it down to, quote, a level of human fallibility. He said that in front of his staff, by the way. So yeah, everyone makes mistakes, I agree. And this seemed to be fallout from the 2008 recession. But it was just the way that he handled this that he had his name making headlines. Apparently for about a year, Citadel wouldn't allow investors to even withdraw their money from their two main funds. CorpWatch reported on Citadel in 2016, saying that they're one of the oldest hedge funds out there and founder Ken Griffin is one of the world's highest paid hedge fund managers with a net worth of almost $8 billion. Yet they allegedly used slower data feeds to buy and sell for small investors, despite having access to more accurate prices. The article writes, this matters because Citadel generates its profits from the difference between the price paid by a buyer and the price offered by a seller. Basically, Citadel seems to have taken advantage of their own clients. And while today's episode isn't about them, considering their close ties with Robinhood, it certainly doesn't reflect well on the app. Now, there was an investigation and hearing about what happened with GameStop and Congress did attempt to get to the bottom of the relationship. One question that was consistently asked is why customers don't really get any of these kickbacks passed down to them. Robinhood clearly makes a lot of money with these thanks for the tips payments from that second bakery. So how come customers are still paying just a bit more for those cookies? How does the customer benefit from using their service? Doesn't that mean that trading on Robinhood isn't actually free to begin with because you're just hiding the cost, the cost in terms of potentially poor execution or the cost of lost rebates to your customers. So certainly Congresswoman Robinhood is a for-profit business and needs to generate some revenue to, to, to pay for the costs of running this business. People were initially skeptical that the model, even with payment for order flow would work when you remove commissions. Robinhood, it seems, has insisted that the public does benefit because they have access to the service for free. But frankly, when you're using the public as your product, it feels weird to act like the cost of the app is the benefit. 
Here's what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said to Robinhood CEO Teneve. If removing the revenues that you make from a payment for order flow would cause the removal of free commissions, doesn't that mean that trading on Robinhood isn't actually free to begin with? Because you're just hiding the cost, the cost in terms of potentially poor execution or the cost of lost rebates to your customers. Teneve responded by saying that Robinhood is a for-profit and this is how they make their money in general. Yeah, Robinhood needs to make money, but when the public is the product and Robinhood limited them from a climbing stock, it's no wonder people got pissed at them. The whole hearing, to be frank, felt like a joke. Griffin and Teneve often failed to truly answer questions that were asked of them, leading members of Congress like Maxime Waters to reclaim their time after not being given a simple yes or no answer. While this is where many people reached the end of their rope with Robinhood, it was far from the only problem with the popular trading app. Another one of their massive controversies had actually occurred a couple of years prior and resulted in far worse than a loss of money, but the loss of life. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Please note that this next chapter will mention suicide. Though it's not discussed in great detail, if you're uncomfortable with this, feel free to skip forward. Now, though I will discuss their fallout in a bit, let's get into the glitches in the Robinhood system, the first being their outages. Now, every popular website is probably going to have an outage at some point, and this in of itself isn't really much of a controversy. However, imagine that you do your banking online and the website you use to bank goes down for a few days. Well, that can definitely have an impact on people, and in 2020, it's exactly the position that Robinhood was in, even though it's worse when you consider that Robinhood deals with volatile stocks. According to TechCrunch, Robinhood wasn't just offline for a few minutes at a time, but they had lengthy outages in March of 2020 namely on the day that Dow enjoyed its biggest point gain since 2009. Of course, this was early March. Just a few weeks later, the Dow Jones plummeted from pandemic fears and Robinhood was still struggling to get its act together. Forbes compiled a list of their outages too, writing that Robinhood saw a total of 21 outages in March of 2020, with one lasting almost 17 hours. Down Detector claims that Robinhood has at least one outage every single month since July, 2019, with August and December of that year being the exception. Again, outages can happen. They're even expected for large companies, whether it's YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, they all have their moments. But 17 hours? It hits different when there's money directly involved in this. Robinhood recognized how frustrated its users were and apologized in March, 2020, even offering vouchers for $75. How kind of them. At least they recognized their mistake and were willing to make amends. But wait, the vouchers can only be accessed if you sign an agreement that you won't sue the company. Employees that don't wish to be identified even told the New York Times that these issues were due to Robinhood under-investing in technology and moving too quickly instead of carefully. Exactly what you want to hear about an investment app, right? So it's really hard to see Robinhood as this great tool that wants its best for its users when they pull shenanigans like this seemingly regularly. They did eventually settle this lawsuit, so clearly not everyone took the vouchers, and they settled this in 2022, though it hasn't been disclosed for just how much Robinhood will pay. Considering that some clients have lost as much as $100,000 as a direct result of the outages, I'm gonna guess it's a bit more than $75. Back now at 7.30 and the popular trading app Robinhood is under new scrutiny as part of a lawsuit centered 
on a tragedy. The site is part of the reason GameStop shares recently surged against expectations before quickly plunging again, costing many small investors large amounts of but money. But the very worst result of a Robinhood glitch took place in June, 2020. Alex Kearns, 20 years old, traded options on Robinhood. He didn't really have much investment guidance or experience, but as we said earlier, Robinhood seemed like a great app or tool to get started until one morning he woke up with a negative balance of $730,000. Now, anyone would be horrified to see this, panicked, and Kearns was no exception. He called the helpline, which wasn't exactly manned. As Representative Sean Caston demonstrated during the Robinhood GameStop hearing, all that you'll get when you call Robinhood is a message telling you to email them instead, so not helpful at all. Well, Kearns emailed them, but received no response. Distraught and thinking that he genuinely owed Robinhood about three quarters of a million dollars, he took his own life. His suicide note read, there was no intention to be assigned this much and take this much risk. Family members argued that this was entirely preventable. His cousin-in-law, Bill Brewster, was absolutely furious and took to Twitter to share his disgust with the company. He wrote, how was a 20-year-old with no income able to get assigned almost a million dollars worth of leverage? My sense is that this was all over nothing. It was a user interface issue. And tragically, yes, it does seem that this was simply an interface problem. Robinhood users pointed out that options traders might see a negative cash balance until the other half of their trades are executed. Brewster said that it was offensive how Robinhood didn't have enough foresight to think this could happen, adding, why is there no pop-up window to say that this is not an actual obligation? Why is it necessary to show a bunch of millennials that you know are signing up in droves? Why is this okay? Robinhood did announce changes, but frankly, it was too little too late. They settled a wrongful death lawsuit filed by Alex's family, but obviously nothing can bring him back. The fact of the matter is that Robinhood knew they were the go-to app for young people that didn't really know much about trading, but wanted to feel like they could learn about finances. Ultimately, that was their key market, their customer base, and as we've learned, their product. Now, I'm obviously not saying that Robinhood should have offered financial advice, not by any means. Robinhood isn't responsible for its users' actions, but they are responsible for how they treat their customers. And not even thinking twice about showing a 20-year-old a massive negative account balance like that, it feels negligent. And it started to rub many people the wrong way. And this led to more news outlets trying to answer Brewster's question, why is this okay? And before we continue on to try and look at some of the consequences that Robinhood is now facing for all of these misdeeds and missteps, let's take a quick moment to pause, refresh, and have a word from today's sponsors. Now, getting into the fall season can be busy, but weeknights can be made much easier with foolproof, step-by-step recipes ready in around 30 minutes or less, thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is the quick and easy way to deliver fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of every season right from home. You can enjoy over 55 weekly options that take the stress out of meal planning and prepping. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome and even veggie, HelloFresh has tasty and nutritious meals sure to please everyone, no matter how picky. And of course, one of the things I can't neglect to mention is the HelloFresh app is literally one of the easiest things to use. It's easy to schedule your deliveries, what you want in those deliveries, what you wanna swap out, what you wanna keep. And if you need to skip a week or two, or a few in my case, since I've been moving, it's really easy to do that too. So if you're ready to get started and get cooking with HelloFresh, make sure you go to hellofresh.com casket16 and use code casket16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. 
Again, go to hellofresh.com slash casket16 and use code casket16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Now, if any of you also run a business that ships products out, you know that shipping is an absolute pain in the tuckus. Every time it's time to ship something, the hassle comes in of who are we shipping with? How fast does it need to get there? And of course, how much is this going to cost me? Well, by working with ShipStation, I've found that it automates time-intensive shipping processes so that you're able to get back to focusing on bigger things in your business. And that means less time fighting with how to ship something and more time developing new products. So the question here is, are those manual shipping times eating up your time? Well, ShipStation is really good at taking care of that for you. It works with all storefronts, including Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more. And it's gonna let you automate all the manual work that goes into shipping. You're also gonna get crazy discounted shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. And 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year are gonna continue to use it as long as they're in business. That's a pretty neat statistic. So it's time to let go of all of those shipping tasks because ShipStation can do it better and faster too. Sign up using promo code CASKET for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start saving time with every shipment. That's two whole months of shipping made quick and painless, and it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in CASKET. ShipStation, make ship happen. So I got the app in 2017, but I only started like really investing last year. When we went into quarantine, I had more time on my hands, wasn't running to class all the time. And I really started to think about my future and my finances. Initially, I didn't think that investing was meant for someone like me. The attitude around Robinhood has drastically shifted over the past couple of years. They've gone from being a user-friendly, free, simple to use, and relatively cheap way to dip your toes into investing to more of an approach of an app that lures young traders, sometimes with devastating results. A July 2020 New York Times article told the story of Richard Dobatsi, a Navy medic who had dabbled in stock trading before signing up for Robinhood in 2017. He was charmed by their accessibility and features like falling confetti and emoji-filled phone notifications made investing feel like a game. He took out home equity loans to invest more and at one point had a value of over a million dollars. That is until come March, 2020, all but just under $7,000 was gone. Is Robinhood responsible? Again, no, they're not responsible for an adult's financial decisions. However, their business model itself does seem less than ideal the more you look. And I mean, the average age of those that use the platform is 31. Half of the users have no investment experience whatsoever, and they're designed to continually encourage more and more trading. They encourage people to go from training wheels to driving motorcycles. Over the long term, it's like trying to beat the casino, Scott Smith, who tracks brokerage firms at the financial counseling firm Cerulli explained. This definitely doesn't seem that far off when investors like Ashton Kutcher have certainly compared Robinhood to gambling websites. He later clarified that it was only meant to be a comparison of current growth metrics and not of business models, but frankly, I can see why it might have the elements of gambling to some. I have to wonder if Robinhood would still be designed this way if they actually made money through their customers and not order flow. Say, if every customer paid $10 a month and that was how Robinhood made their profits, then would they really feel so pressured to turn investing into a game and pushing its users into more and more of their accounts? Honestly, I'm not sure. Truthfully, I doubt it. They'd probably opt for both to maximize profits, but I've really got no idea here. 
What I can say for certain is that under their current business model, their customers don't seem to be the priority, just the product. They could also restrict their company to only allow stock purchasing as they've done in the beginning. Instead, Robinhood added options trading and margin loans, which as the New York Times explained, makes it possible to turbocharge investment gains and to supersize losses. One of Robinhood's co-founders, Baiju Bot, scoffed at the suggestion that investors took uninformed risks back in 2017 and even told Business Insider, quote, the best thing we say to those people is just do it. But while Bot is not shy at all about telling Robinhood users to just do it, these new options can be extremely risky for inexperienced users. Eventually, all the scandal culminated into a $70 million fine imposed by the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA, in 2021. This is the largest fine they've ever imposed, and this doesn't include the $65 million Robinhood was ordered to pay to the Securities and Exchange Commission at the end of 2020. Both fines are due to Robinhood misleading their customers about how they were paid, or not being crystal clear about that whole cookie bakery relationship they had going on. Robinhood naturally disagrees and has stated that they intend to defend themselves, but I fail to see what their defense could possibly be. I mean, they allegedly didn't properly invest in tech, leading to outages. Their app has seemingly made a game out of investing, yet the company has stepped in and prevented its users from buying up stocks like GameStop when things are out of their control. And when an inexperienced trader has a burning important question about why the hell his account looks like it's $730,000 in the red, Robinhood is nowhere to be found until it's too late. But again, sure, they're an app built for people to be accessible. Taneev has been apologetic on behalf of the company, kind of. At least he's admitted that they haven't done everything right, but that's really about it. It's just frustrating when Robinhood states over and over again that they want to democratize finance and make it easier to understand for the public when the decisions they make benefit hedge funds, higher-ups, and themselves more, not anybody else. States like Massachusetts have even filed complaints against them for using aggressive tactics to attract inexperienced investors. And the tactics Robinhood uses, payment for order flow, have even been blocked in the UK and Canada. Other countries seem to recognize the conflict of interest this might cause or the questionable investments and interactions, but Robinhood is still going strong, making $299 million in the first quarter of 2022 alone. And thankfully, it seems like this is a massive downturn compared to 2021 when they made $522 million. Now, all of this made Robinhood's IPO or initial public offering a pretty shaky start last year. Their stock bounced around a fair bit in the beginning, but overall, they seem here to stay for better or worse. Now, of course, these aren't the only controversies with Robinhood either. In 2019, Robinhood, along with Facebook and Google, had been storing customer passwords in clear text and needed to mass release password reset forms. Then again, in late 2020, hackers hit almost 2,000 accounts on Robinhood, and in 2021, 7 million Robinhood emails were up for sale on a hacking forum. And hackings can happen so often that frankly, this isn't by any means a giant issue that I have with Robinhood specifically. It just feels like it adds more fuel to the fire as to why I simply cannot imagine working with them. I'll just be getting my chocolate chip cookies elsewhere. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something new. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following, subscribing, and hitting that notification bell if you're tuning in on YouTube. I also wanna give a quick shout out to all the Patreons over on patreon.com slash Illuminati. I love every single one of you. And I hate to brag, but y'all have some of the cutest pets I've ever seen. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. 
And then just thankfully as a quick update, this episode was originally completed in July, but Robinhood's crypto unit has recently been fined $30 million. The fine was issued by the New York State Department of Finance for alleged violations of anti-money laundering and cybersecurity regulations. This was announced August 2nd, 2022. And given what we've already discussed, this comes as no surprise. Please see the Department of Finance press release for details and again, steer clear of Robinhood. 